This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the NXT preview. I'm Michael Sidgwick in the absence of Adam Wilborn, who will be returning tomorrow. Music to your ears, I'm sure. And I'm joined by fellow Dadly Boy, Michael Hamflick, to preview everything that's in store for us on NXT tonight. Um, but before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure to subscribe to Rock Culture Wrestling on iTunes. Shut up. Spot, or wherever you get your podcasts from, the Daily Wrestling Podcast. We preview and read NXT, Raw, SmackDown, AEW, Dynamite, pay-per-views. We conduct wrestling interviews. We hold roundtable wrestling discussions on Get the Table and host a roundup of the week complete. A bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. Hamlet, are you more enthusiastic than I am? Well, my voice is still hoarse, which is making me a bit of a wheezer. And Cedric, it's not so good, Al. <laughs> not so good, Al. Um fitting in it that this is on sci-fi because it's feeling like the wrestling fucking zombies back <laughs> jesus <laughs> what um i don't know if uh the we were pretty quick at the cwc even in the era of the thunderdome and daily's place and the like uh, i don't know if it's that in particular or the burial of Karen cross or the mere idea of cm punk wrestling again Transferring all of our minds to 2011 Triple H rather than browbeaten, miserable, somehow has been cooked by John Laurinaitis in a full circle moment of him. I don't know, but I feel nothing but like resentment for this show currently. Um, whatever you think of Raw or SmackDown or those even that are critical of Dynamite, NXT in this existing form, for better and worse, feels like an interruption to the regular schedule of broadcasting of post-pandemic wrestling. And I don't want to be critical to NXT for still keeping their fans in pods and still keeping their wrestlers in that mangy old building. But I am struggling to summon excitement for this card. And I dare say it'll be the same for next week's. Probably everything in the run-up to this takeover. It's got to be the end, hasn't it? It's got to be the end of this era of NXT. Well, I wouldn't hold your breath. Um, the fact that the... There are no reports as yet that NXT is willing 
to break out of the CWC and resume touring. Not that they ever did. They did the log or loop, but what the hell's that? I think they internally are happy enough to just, right, screw this. We're not competing with AEW. There's no point in incurring more additional expenses. We're getting our rights fee. Maybe there were actually rumors. Remember the rumors when they just weren't mm. getting anything? So maybe yeah. they're getting absolutely no <laughs> than real estate um, on USA Network. Would we have heard something by now? Were they, they were entertaining, the, here's the thing. They were only really entertaining the idea of departing full sale back um, before the pandemic started. Late 2019, when they were like, Jesus Christ, I've beaten this AEW lot. Yeah. That was quick, sort of thing. Um, heard nothing like that since. Obviously, real world factors have complicated it. Yes, the CWC does not help my lack of enthusiasm ahead of this show and indeed most other NXTs. The fact that they can't book baby faces, several all heel programs, just very few characters who you want to believe in. I'm entertained by some of them, but none that are really truly want to watch and see succeed at the top level, a la Hangman Page. Just the fact that it feels way more of a WWE show in the wake of AEW. Look, I just don't... It's It feels increasingly like a minor, if not entirely irrelevant concern. And it's a shame they've got so much talent, but in an additional problem, so much of that talent feels more stale than they have any right to, considering they're still so talented. And Adam Cole, in particular, is doing great runs on that show mm. because of the completely stale lack of a caller process. Look, there's a lot of things going against NXT right now. And if I'm being perfectly honest, this show does not feel like they are going to arrest the slide any further. We should get a really good main event. I think yeah. Verge on great, but let's get into it. Um, Bronson Reed in his presumed farewell. Mm. This is a decent idea. Look, he's going up. He lost the title because he's going up. If it doesn't feel like he's going up, then my God, they've buried this guy. But I do think he's going <laughs> up. This really feels like his farewell. Decent way of doing it. Like we've already done quite enough with Karrion Cross. Maybe it makes more sense to feed Bronson Reed to him, given mm -hmm. that kind of an analogue to Samoa Joe, given that that feud is rumbling on. That's one way of doing it. They haven't done that, which I think is a good idea because there are more people on this show to get over than Karrion Cross, and many would say that this show is suffering as a result of, again, another problem with it, the incessant need to get Karrion Cross over. It looks like Adam Cole has been selected to further his run as the number two heel in this promotion by beating Bronson Reed out the door. I gather you share the same feelings on the result. What do you think of the prospective match quality? Um, I hope it's really good. I'd like um, Adam Cole television bangers. I really do. I think he's great over um, 15 minutes and sometimes better over 15 than he is over 30. Um, and that's not to say like all of his takeover matches have been bad just because the last couple of long ones have dragged a little bit um he's such a dynamic wrestler so much so that he almost looks more dynamic in a, an environment like the cwc i feel like we're laboring on this but like it's it's a point that seems to like hang over so many matches adam cole is like remember that video that did the rounds years ago where somebody set off like a thousand fireworks a full display's worth at the same time and it just made this like ball of light, this explosive light. 
that's what it's like getting to watch Adam Cole work in the CWC. To the extent where even Kyle O'Reilly's been impacted by it, he feels like he belongs in that building. And Adam Cole looks like he's trying to burst out of it. Him and maybe MSK and not many others have that feeling. And I think he'll be sort of great for Bronson Reed, as you say, beating him on the way out, you would think. It's strange. In order to remain consistent, part of me feels like, as we were critical of AEW on those Saturdays and Fridays, that these sci-fi shows, knowing that these shows are just going to be lost forever, that they're phoning them in. But this match alone suggests they're not. This has been quite nicely arrived at. Like, you can believe that Bronson Reed thinks this is the next necessary challenge. Because in kayfabe, we can't just be like, well, I'm out the door next week. So I might as well fight you first. He's got to treat this as if it's his proper job and if he's supposed to be there. So, yeah, like, it's... I don't care. I don't care, you know. But, like, I care that they've tried. I really love Adam Cole. And I would like for Bronson Reed to have a match as, like, emotionally enjoyable as the the best of his stuff with Johnny Gargano. Because when it was good with Gargano, it was actually pretty great. I thought they really achieved something in that cage match that I didn't think they had in them. And it showed me something in Bronson Reed that I hadn't seen before in a way that I might actually be able to feel something about him again in the future. So maybe Cole extracts that out of him as well. Um, and maybe he's not a complete lost cause when he does go up to the main roster. He's not very tall, is he? Like, it might not go great for him. He's a big lad, but he's not very tall. Yes. So I hope that Cole gives him the best possible chance of a standing start when he does get called up. Yeah, I mean, that's not going to happen. The thing about Bronson Reed and the main roster is that he looks too pleasant a chap. Mm. That will be conflated with... Bronson, do you do you like to have fun? He's going, yeah, but, you know, not your idea of fun. <laughs> Bad old bastard. So that's a concern. I've got no reservations um, for this match. I agree with you about Cole. Little though I haven't put it over, given the events of 2020, Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle on the first head-to-head was oh. a phenomenal match. It was mm. absolutely amazing. And part of the reason of that is Adam Cole, as much as we'd like to take the piss a little bit out of Johnny Gargano for being very much a student of Shawn Michaels, Adam Cole, who's almost his doppelganger, does the Shawn Michaels tropes incredibly well. The hair tugging, the disbelief that he can't get it done. Like, he transcends tropes because that's how talented he is. He will be looking, hopefully, the story of this match, because he want to expose Bronson Reed by going over 15 minutes. He'll be looking to put this monster away. He will look almost cliched, but in a way that he kind of wears so well when he can't mm. do it. He will accelerate his work and his heat to try and get it done. We'll probably get some bananas um, Panama Sunrise spot. Like This legitimately could be a really strong TV match without a single shred of doubt over the outcome. Um, do they care enough to screw Bronson Reed out of it? I don't know. And you know what? I've not read the spoilers, so I don't actually know. <laughs> I'd like to think um, Cole wins relatively cleanly here. Um, I will say this for NXT. When we've sort of opened this podcast, and this isn't the first time we've done this with an NXT review or preview, talking more about the bigger picture problems than the details of the various storylines and things. That's That seems to dominate the top of the conversation when we're talking about NXT. It feels still like they are trying to cling on to the plans that they make. So if indeed you're kind of mapping out the future of the NXT title, Joe versus Cole is interesting. 
Windows are getting cleaned if you can hear any disturbance. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole for the belt is interesting. Really interesting. So working on the assumption that Karen Cross is going to lose to Joe and they've done a quite a good job of teeing up Adam Cole as the next guy. Maybe now is the time to keep Adam Cole looking like an actual contender. The um, Kyle O'Reilly win is kind of clouded in the reality that it's 1-1, not that it's a t- Just because Cole is saying he's, he's done and dusted, we know what's at play here. Um, I'd love Cole to want to skip past Kyle O'Reilly to get to that Samoa Joe match first. So if you line him back up as your number one contender again, he does kind of start to need looking strong rather than just a, a coward. Indeed. Now that you mentioned that, it's Triple H gets a lot of crap. Oh, PWG's been gone for 80 months. Now you can't book. Hmm. <laughs> Bit funny that. But, you know, as you've mentioned, like the, the chain from Cross to Joe to Cole, the fact that when Joe and Cole, if and when it does happen, has been established as they don't not they don't like each other. They don't get on. There's a tension there. Now, they've actually put a little bit of graft in, so I'll give them that. But yeah, for me, like it's this sort of thing that fans are happy to accept. To a degree, maybe it is more of an impact than we perhaps realise, because I think people like NXT so much more than main roster WWE that they are happy to keep those universes separate. So the fact that there's very little continuity between NXT and main roster WWE works sometimes in NXT's favour. They can just beat Bronson Reed. Like, sorry, you've got a death sentence now by going on the main <laughs> So it might as well just kill you very quickly, very fastly, and very decisively. Um, a tag team match that's got potential to be really good. Like, this is NXT. We'll have a moan about how dry and bland and drab so much of it feels and yet we're going to preview another match that might have a four-star ceiling if it gets sufficient time if it reaches its potential if it doesn't get a wwe style finish and that is the glorious team of timothy thatcher and tommaso champa versus pete dunn and only Lorcan. like this should be class right this has genuinely got potential to be an absolutely tremendous match full of intensity, full of fire, full of technical skill, full of total machismo in a way that doesn't feel like uh, it's intense down here in the CWC. Like, <laughs> properly, like, my only worry is the extent to which Vic Joseph's going to scream. But maybe oh. if this reaches its sort of, like, quasi-blood sport potential, then he might be justified in his... Uh, like, do you think he screams? And he's like, ah, he, he just screams everything. But enough about <laughs> what do you think of the prospect of the match? Because, like, this should be rugged, class, really accomplished stuff. Yeah, that's it. For all that we we are critical of the CWC, um, fitting that you'd much rather get them outside because it's a touch drab. Touch drab. Um, <laughs> about, about 10% of NXT's output fits it perfectly, like absolutely perfectly. Um, and these are four of the wrestlers that typically you can rely on. For it to completely match the aesthetic, match the atmosphere, match Vic Joseph's incessant yelling, headache-inducing screaming that he does. Um, I it's not I reading. Hear a bag straight in the window as we speak, so I'm just going <laughs> to temporarily move studios here. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Slick Vic and his uh, squeegee. (laughs) (laughs) It's, um, the thing about this is, it's an NXT build, which is normally used as a pejorative, but it sort of fits. You have all these four men that have to share a locker room, and they're almost definitely going to want to fight with each other. Dan Thatcher and Champer are going to find bother with Oni Larkin and Pete Dunne. And indeed, I guess the ethos of the old Kings of NXT stable, which it looks like we're on the, you know, the verge of possibly tiptoeing towards again. Um, so, yeah, I hope we get that four-star ceiling. I hope that Champer and Thatcher feel recovered. WWE were, uh, NXT were, like, very committal to, NX, to um, NSK in the booking of the tag match the other week. It's okay. It's, like, it's fine having winners and losers. Um, spin them off into other programs and give them new things to do. And this is what they've done. I, I don't mind that feeling that, oh, like, Thatcher and Champer can't get a win at the moment because it makes more invested to see them try and to see them figure out where they're going wrong and fix stuff. So it's going to inform the investment in this tonight. For me, there's only one result. I need Champer and Thatcher to go over. It's virgin on fanboy stuff for me when I watch them. <laughs> um, Dunn's still got stuff to do in the singles division, I guess. Morgan is your best guy to lose in singles competition as well. Like, this guy got Lars Sullivan over as someone who looked like a legitimate next breed of a monster. Um, so I feel like as a tag team, there's not much really for Dunn and Lorcan to do. Um, MSK, given the events of last week, feel like they've got uh, Imperium on the horizon. So why not, uh, it, again, it bastardized him, why not keep Champ and Thatcher strong? Like, keep them in the mix. Yeah. They can maybe spin off into Imperium, revisit MSK, because I really feel like that match, they knew that extra five to seven minutes was just there waiting at a later date. So something that builds to MSK versus Champ and Thatcher 2, at the takeover after next. Yeah, just don't not push them. We've already seen the feud as well. The tag team's great, so why the hell not? 
it's an NXT staple dating back even to when this product was incredible that you that your your faves will lose maybe two or three more than you would like them to. Generally, they get away with it and they kind of nail the timing. So if they are to lose tonight, it, I don't think we're at the point where it's like, oh, end of days for Champer and Thatcher. It'll feel like it's sort of by design because, yeah, I completely agree about that MSK thing. And you'd like to think like Triple H and Shawn Michaels and whomever is making the decisions has got to be thinking about what the dream combinations are for the arena takeovers again. Those takeovers are the one chance this brand's got of feeling special. Again, getting the one thing back that they almost never flubbed. You've got to imagine MSK and Champion Thatcher's on the board for one of those. Oh, Christ, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, this is a decent segue, I suppose. Not, it's not Wilborn-worthy, but we just talked about a takeover then, and we are next going to discuss a further fixture in the NXT breakout tournament. How far away are these guys who comprise this tournament from the takeover stage? When you ask that question, you kind of get a measure of how hot or not this um, breakout tournament is. Put it this way, the in-ring action has been serviceable to quite good. I don't really feel like any of these are breakout stars or really ones to proper invest in. But mm. I'll get your um, second opinion on that when we discuss Carmelo Hayes uh, versus Josh Briggs. Carmelo Hayes, we've seen a decent amount of um, limited viewing, but unlimited potential, if you like. He's looked really strong um, for those listeners who haven't really seen much of him. He's kind of this, like, I mean, let's face it, he's a pretty indistinct kick pads, super good at pro wrestling guy. Um, opportunities like this, opportunities again, the <laughs> word this lot. Chances to shine like this can only develop and like allow him to show a little bit more of himself, which I'm sure is there, but it's the WWE system. I would like him to win quite a bit. I think if you look at who's progressed um, so far, I think he's as good as opponent um, in future rounds as any. I feel like he's really, really talented. Um, his match with Adam Cole was like a rare highlight of NXT's 2021 um, in general so far. But how do you see it going? Yeah, same. Um, really liked Hayes against Adam Cole, and I think against Kushida. There's another like it's so these matches are so forgettable now on NXT. But like really, really great in defeat against Kushida. He might be a outside bet for the whole thing. Carmelo Hayes in the break. So I expect him to beat Josh Briggs tonight. Josh Briggs is a Jackson Rikery Baron Corbin-y type of guy. You don't get your hopes up just yet. Um, so this one feels open and shut in terms of the win. Breakout tournament overall, I just don't know because I do, on one hand, feel like the matches are of a standard enough that it's, as you say, bastardized word as it is, a breakout opportunity. It's a good week for a wrestler. <laughs> That's, but I feel like I'm cutting like a Charlotte Flair promo and Ric Flair. That's better than a bad week on television. But none of them are particularly shining all that brightly. Um, they're not breaking out. Leon Ruff broke out when he won the North American title off Johnny Gargano. NXT is a brand. Well, exactly. NXT should exist as a brand for guys to just break out sometimes. You know, um, Zoe Stark has sort of broken out in much the same way. Um, the tournament feels superfluous, but I think the standard of matches is just kind of keeping its head above water. And a final on a takeover would imbue it with that dusty cup style prestige so that wouldn't hurt it either 
they, they might get away with this breakout tournament. You know, they've got to show me some ideas. What I haven't seen yet in the quality of these matches is any sense of direction for the winners or the losers, for that matter. Like, brackets are one thing, but are you really on anyone's individual journey? I'm not sure that you are. I think you kind of tune in very, like, in a very disconnected way from one week okay. to the next. <laughs> There's not that, like king of the ring qualifier vibe about all this is there you're not kind of suddenly mapping somebody's route to the final um so that if they want that for a takeover i think they've got to maybe they'll get through these first round matches and they'll just do it for the semis but it's got to feel a bit more like somebody's actually on a quest here rather than just hoping to get five electrifying minutes and a win yeah it's all a bit, pop- bit popcorn as a tournament at the moment yeah i mean i'm not going to be eating popcorn watching this <laughs> I mean, fine, I guess, but like fine, I guess, is the absolute last feeling you want to elicit when you are telling people there is at least one person in this tournament who is going to one day like reorder NXT to their liking and change mm-hmm. the brand and like break out and be a huge star on it. Like, how much of this is the CWC, man? It's so drab, it's so flat, it just doesn't feel like. Other than, as you said, Adam Cole, does really feel like the actual stars of this brand or people we know can be stars like feel like it anymore? So maybe it was just a bad one to run. There is a fundamental problem as well um, with something like a breakout tournament. That's supposed to be the very notion of being a breakout is supposed to be the thing you're supposed to show rather than tell. Somebody is supposed to feel like that rather than be anointed as one. You know, there's a reason you have to call things like the King of the Ring or number one contenders. You can't just have like the best wrestler tournament and then they get to, oh, they literally did that once and it was Shane McMahon because the very idea is a, a piss take of somebody being the best wrestler. You kind of, Becky Lynch broke out in 2018 because she made herself. A star. Sami Zayn broke out as a babyface in 2014 because he just kind of became this guy from underneath, having been this masked indie darling. You, you don't say somebody's a breakout unless you risk them becoming resented for not breaking out in the way people would have wanted. So you kind of like walk in a very fine line there about almost like forcing somebody's down their throat who people don't necessarily want. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think this is honestly more time anyone has spent talking about this match. <laughs> well, probably even Triple H, Shawn Michaels and Road Dog. So we will move on. Um, I was trying to keep the spoiler free, obviously because I didn't want to um, taint my perspective of what's going to happen tonight and retain my professionalism in my capacity as a podcaster and also because I really didn't care that much. So instead of scouring <laughs> for the spoilers, I went to WWE.com and WWE's Twitter page for a rundown of uh, what's in store for us tonight. So in addition to the three advertised matches, the big selling point, and they produced a little video that actually made Karrion Cross look good, which was impressive. The other main talking point was Karrion Cross's reign of destruction continues tonight on Sci-Fi. <laughs> what does that mean? And what do we see from him tonight? Where are we at? So last week he battered William Regal um, and his reign of destruction continued in eight fairly drawn out minutes on Monday Night Raw, electrifying destruction um, in an only semi-boring match with Keith Lee. I, you know, the, I don't think this is, I, I'm with you, I think it's been important to try and keep spoiler free, especially like the nature of a preview, but it did the rounds beyond even the usual spots last week. So spoiler that's... coming, skip for two minutes if you don't want to hear it. 
yeah. to um, Aaron Merkel and Matt Raines, who are the only two people listening to this podcast. Thank you very much for that. You know, and for their benefit, um, because I know they'll want to know, I don't know if you've done this on purpose, but Michael Cedric is wearing a dashing black and gold Hawaiian shirt today. So he's picked the... He's, He's still repping the brand on preview day, even if it's in its own inimitable style. Um, Basically, if people want to know what my aesthetic is. It's Matt Jackson's ripped me off. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Matt Jackson is 2018 Christmas party. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Sorry for so yeah. New spoiler warning. Now give us two minutes. Hit that. Times 30 seconds forward. Um, Karen Cross and Samoa Joe for the belt. At takeover, it's the right Can't match. See the Bob Holly run, by the way. Yeah, oh, 100%. Beat everybody. Give him the bill, beat her. Give him a broad and beat everybody. <laughs> everybody falls in praise. What's that mean, Bob? <laughs> I don't know, but they do it. Um, <laughs> this is the right match at the wrong time, obviously, for everybody involved in this messy carrying cross situation. I don't know. Face to face stiff Samoa Joe by William Regal's bedside or something like that. Do what you need to do, Joe. No more rules. Just go and get the belt back. Get him for me. You know, like just whatever nonsense. Have like Regal play Mickey from Rocky Three or something. I don't know. Like the match is gonna be boring, but Joe might wait. Make sure you put your left foot forward. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Move your left foot. Am I talking to myself? <laughs> like, I, um, Joe's going to wear black and yellow fight shorts at takeover. I'm going to write about it. And order will hopefully be restored and carrying cross will be gone. And we can try and move over from this sordid little period in the otherwise fairly rich history of the NXT title. You, you might love to see it, but I genuinely don't. It's not been pleasant to think and analyse and watch any of this, realistically. It's all fun on Monday, but it's really, really unhelpful on a Tuesday. Yeah, absolutely. And that's your lot in terms of what's advertised. Um, <laughs> it's a bit technical. It's a bit technical. Um, Imperium, it, man. You mentioned it. Like, frigging Imperium are probably going to do something with MSK tonight, aren't they? God damn it, man. Who the hell thought of that? I mean, it's total filler stuff. Like, it's total filler stuff. And it's like, they need to do something tonight on this show, seriously, because, like, the ratings aren't great. Actually, no, the ratings have been actually half-decent. Capitalise on a half-decent last couple of weeks by making people care about something that they, if they have a brain in their head, shouldn't, because you know how obvious um, the result is. Can we just have Walter? Because... Another spoiler warning, if you're still listening out there. I did see this. Volta versus Dragonov 2 is happening at TakeOver um, in the CWC. Can they not fly him over a little bit early just no. to beat the crap out of MSK because they would sell brilliantly for it? Like, they need juice to this. They it's need so funny. juice to this. It's the one good thing that's ever happened in NXT UK, and they've just lifted it to Boston. It. I can't see frigging subculture getting the call. Can you? Ah, uh, Walter's hit his hand. Oh, no. <laughs> you know what? He needs a trip to the best medical professional in the world. Some great ones in England. Like, we've got this brilliant system. It's called the NHS. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> we don't want to put them under the cosh. Um, 
treat the injury in America. Let's do the match there. So. Let me introduce somebody on. called Dr. Chris Amon. He's going to get yes. his on a podcast. <laughs> it's it's reviewed. Hell of a physician, hell of a physician. I just can't believe Triple H slammed a car door on Walter's hand three weeks ago just to get his main event for SummerSlam weekend. <laughs> the psycho the distracting Johnny Saint with a carrot on a stick. <laughs> yeah, you can distract the uh, people of NXT UK quite easily. <laughs> on that note, we will bid you adieu. Um, <laughs> Which is something I wish I was saying, so I wish it was tomorrow. Um, yeah. Ahead of AW Dynamite. I'm Jesus sorry. Christ, can you imagine? Honestly, like tomorrow, we're going to, you could dedicate like four times worth of this preview just to a one tag match. And it's like, I've got tonight is Carmelo Hayes and Josh Briggs. Josh, <laughs> Josh Briggs. I mean, no offense, no offense, that, but like, if we are being harsh, right, out there in the Twitter sphere, if we're being far too harsh, let us know why we're being harsh. Tell us why you're jazzed underneath the link at What Culture WWE on Twitter. Whilst you're there, you can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. You can follow me at M Sidgwick. Whilst you're there, again, you can follow the whole team at What Culture WWE. Uh, but we will see you soon for now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.